When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the BWI Live Post Game Show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. That was whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> so the big wrinkle this week was the quarterback run. That was Penn State firing Mike Yersich. What they decided to do in this game, I I, I don't. I'm very frustrated, and, and this is Penn State. James Franklin is going to say they got a win. It's hard to get a win in the Big Ten. Rutgers is a good team. They have a good defense. It's all correct. That's all true. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting the win and and getting to the end of the season here when you don't have an offensive coordinator. This is not an ideal situation for the Nittany Lions to be in. But the plan this week was, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 6-13 for 79 yards, 46% completion percentage for Drew Allard before he was knocked out of the game with an apparent injury of something to the face, neck, shoulder, head, and... At this point in the season, his soul, I think. Um, that was frustrating to watch. Because as soon as that happened, I'm going to go back to my notes, which I tell you, I, I always keep a, a, a play-by-play until about the fourth quarter. Then I have to start getting ready for the show. Uh, so Drew Aller gets hurt. Incomplete throwaway after a bad uh, snap. He throws the ball high, out of bounds, comes out of the game. We don't see him again. Run, 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 and then I stopped keeping track. They threw the ball one time in the second half, I think. They had a second called pass, Bo Perbula. He decided to keep the ball on that other called pass. So that was the game plan. Yeah, it was the game plan coming in, and then they just put Bo Perbula in the game. So a couple of things, I think, right off the bat from the Penn State offense to get to get into it beyond the frustrating part of, like, I come here to tell you the X's and O's and, and give you an analysis of what happened in the game, but you don't need me. You don't need me to, for that. You know exactly what happened. They ran. It doesn't matter if it's inside zone, man counter, power trap, or any other uh, offensive run scheme. They just ran the ball to death. Both teams did that. Both teams decided, hey... We want to kill modern football for the next 60 minutes. Like, you know, the joke, this game said that set the game back 30 years. It, it's just frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to be, uh, you know, I, do you feel frustrated by that? Because that, that was a, there was a, that felt like that was hard to watch for me. Um, and, and I'm paid to watch it. So that's, that's, that's not great. Uh, getting to your questions, your comments, your concerns. I feel like this is church. We're getting to the praises and concerns portion of the show. Uh, we're talking to you today uh, to see what you have on your mind about Penn State football. I'm always a little nervous to open the chat after a game like this because you win 27-6. And I said this on the tailgate show. Penn State's in a no-win situation. They beat Rutgers. They blow them out. It's like, okay, fine. It's just the dull roar of disquiet is quieter. You win 27 to 6 and you win like that. The whole problem this year, I I said before the game, I keep coming like to the end of a sentence and I don't have a point because that game didn't have a point. I, I, I think I expected a little bit too much in this situation of, okay, make some tweaks to the passing game and, uh, do, smart things to put the ball in the quarterback's hands on first down. And they did some of that stuff. They start out the game with, I I think the first play for the offense was a pass in the flat to Theo Johnson. And uh, I'll have to go back and watch the film to see exactly what Rutgers was doing, seeing if there was something they were doing specifically that was making Penn State go away from that. But 6-13 isn't great before you get your quarterback knocked out with with the quarterback run. Um, 
so they they beat the ball to death. They ran the ball, and, and that didn't look pretty, didn't look like progress, didn't look like confidence. I think, you know, certain parts of this team can feel confident. Chop Robinson, uh, basically, for the second week in a row, the defensive ends for Penn State shut down a passing attack. Chop Robinson almost single-handedly shut down the Rutgers passing attack because anytime they drop back to throw the football, that man could not be blocked. Um, that was a complete, as complete of a performance I've seen from a defensive end during my time watching Penn State. That was unbelievable. And, you know, I don't love the stats kept live because I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's the official stat book. And, uh, you know, they do a good job, but you can't capture everything, right? So I'm going to show you uh, the, um, the stat book here for the defense. Because, like, I'm, I'm tired of just talking about the offense. Like, we should talk about the fact that the defense won this game on their own. Several turnovers, uh, tackles for loss, three sacks when they had the opportunity to. They were lights out. Um, <laughs> they, they, they did what they had to do. Some struggles in, in the passing game, and that came down to Gavin Wimsatt is not a, as terrible of a quarterback. You know, when you give him a look, he, he understands, and they gave him a couple of looks he understood. If you give him single coverage and, and he's able to throw the football into those coverages and do an okay job. But Kobe King had a great game. Uh, obviously, Kev Winston with the interception. Chop Robinson had way more hits on the quarterback than he's given credit for here, at least from what I was observing. A quarterback hit, two tackles for loss, a sack, five solo tackles, and a forced fumble. Uh, it's almost the holiday season. I would end, and a partridge in a pear tree. So, great job by the Penn State defense. Excellent job. The numbers aren't even as impressive as they felt like uh, during the game. The two forced fumbles is huge. Um, obviously the interception and, and, uh, three sacks, but it felt like there was pressure on every single play. Um, if you, if you, let's see, let's do this live. They got three sacks, three quarterback hits. How many times did Rutgers throw the football? 16 times. So six out of 16, somebody want to do the math there? Uh, let's see, six out of 16. Uh, they got pressure on nearly 40% of those plays just based on the basic stats of when they actually hit the quarterback. So they hit the quarterback on 40% of the dropbacks. It, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like close to 75% of the time when Rutgers was trying to throw the football, they uh, <laughs> they got a sack. So some drives, some long drives for Rutgers in this game, but, you know, ultimately harmless yards. They got 229 yards, which is pretty close to what Penn State got, I think, last week against Michigan. So Penn State Michiganed them which wasn't fun last week, and it's not fun this week. Like, that was not fun to watch, but at a certain point, if you're the coaching staff, it's not your job to make it fun. It's your job to get the wins so that in 25 years, when we look back on this season, we'll say, you remember 10-2 and in 2023? And we'll be like, well, you know, no, don't remember any of that. I'll be sitting here on uh, being beamed directly into your brains, and I'll be like, hey, I kind of remember it. it. I remember it not being fun. K.J. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> this was caveman, big 10 football, three yards in a cloud of dust yawn, but we won. Yeah. At least it was nice weather, right? So forties and sunny, it wasn't raining or snowing this game, especially if it's that three thirty start, these are the ones that end in darkness and snow most of the time. Um, and while again, I, like I said earlier in the day, you know, the fact that it's 50 degrees and it's sunny and you know, a little existentially alarming for me, but it's great weather. It's nice to be outside. Uh, was Lambert Smith targeted once, asks Joe Pensa. Lambert Smith was not targeted in this game, according to the official stat book. Um, so Tyler Warren with two targets. Theo Johnson with two targets. We said get the, get the tight ends involved. They were the number one pass catchers in this game. This is, this is rough. This is, and I, and so... I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time of trying to accept the idea of winning is hard in, in football and Penn State's offense is not going to look better if you fire the offensive coordinator. But the plan this week wasn't any better. Drew Aller having three carries for 28 yards, nine, nine yards a carry. That's good. You know, like obviously there's a reason running the quarterback works. But here's the problem. When you're running your quarterback, you are telling me something about either the quarterback or your offense. When you are relying on the quarterback run, and uh, Bo Perbula 
Eight attempts in this game. Drew Aller, three attempts in this game. 11. So they were the third. They were tied for the second lead. Uh, the set, the number two uh, in terms of uh, total carries in a game. I made that way that sentence way harder. Katron Allen had 16 carries. Nick Singleton had 11. And the quarterbacks had 11. Um, yeah, so the offense is broken. And the Penn State defense won this game on their own. That's been the BWI Live Show. That, that's what I got. So what are your questions? What are your thoughts here in the chat? Um, and, and the, the audience as, as expected, um, you guys are awesome. I'm not saying, uh, that I don't love you and I'm so happy that you're here, but this game is very different than, uh, the one last week when we were sitting here and, uh, you know, I think yawn, even in the chat, you guys fired up last week talking about things and, uh, and, and giving your opinions 27 to six over Rutgers. And it just makes everyone want to go out and rake leaves. Right. I, I think most, mostly. Uh, but we're going to give you a great show. We're going to talk about all the things that happened in the game as we remember them, including officiating. And if you watch the game on TV, I try very hard not to comment on uh, and criticize other broadcasters because I know sitting in this seat right now, uh, having read the internet now for three months straight about what people think about you, it, it, it's just human nature. Uh, so I try really hard not to criticize people. But if you don't know the difference between a run play and a pass play, and that's your job, that's tough that that's a tough watch it was a tough watch all all the way around but um let's all hope for better football in the future and you know one way that you can uh give yourself the opportunity to play better football that's to be better with your hands and anticipation uh, hand-eye coordination and using non the non-dominant side of your body um why am i giving you all these hyper specific things because we're talking about lombard mma uh, this is uh, a, a an amazing program that you can get through Lombard MMA. It's MMAFX. If you've watched the, the BWI live show, uh, we had Bruce on the show. I interviewed him when uh, we did a feature at BlueWayIllustrated.com about the Penn State offensive line taking classes with Bruce for their his boxing tutorial. Defensive linemen, linebackers, receivers. If you want to get off press, and I'll just tell you, None of the Penn State receivers, according to what Bruce has told me, none of the Penn State receivers are working with him on their hand fighting. So maybe somebody needs to get into the uh, get into the gym with Bruce Lombard. But if you have a son, or maybe you're a football coach, and you want to give them an edge on the football field, every split second, every moment in the game matters. So train like the best, including Penn State's defensive line coach, Dion Barnes. You see Chop Robinson? You see those hands? Dion Barnes learned uh, so a thing or two from Bruce Lombard, and he's teaching the Penn State defensive linemen. But it's not just Penn State, Virginia Tech, Alabama, Florida, the New York Giants. All of these teams have found uh, and sought out Bruce to get hand fighting techniques for their defensive linemen, for their linebackers, and for other football players. And if you want to get that and you, you don't live near State College, that's okay. He's got a video program for you that you can go through to teach your team. 25 techniques, 60 drills, and four levels of difficulty so you can become a professional hand fighter. Gives you these are direct benefits to what you do on the football field deny dennis sutton is somebody who trains with him again you look at deny's technique it's really good and uh and and watching his development has been really fun for somebody who's followed him since high school so check all that out mmafx.net that's mmafx.net or bruce at mmafx.net uh, today. Always appreciate him here on the show. Another quick sponsor that we have to tell you about is Game Time. Maybe you want to go to Detroit? You Do you want to do you want to go see this offense one more time? You want to see what it looks like at Ford Field? Well, you can get last-minute tickets to uh, shows, concerts, uh, music, comedy, more at, MM, uh, at uh, Game Time. And we're, we've moved on. Game Time. Um, and you can sort, sort by region. You can sort by uh, the different types of shows. Now, I'm showing you the website because I'm here on my computer. I can't show you my phone, but you download the GameTime app. That's where you go to get um, to get the GameTime app so that you get that much easier experience of having it on your phone and everything. So if you use the GameTime app, uh, use the promo code BWI when you download it for $20 off your first purchase. I'm imagining that's going to take care of most of the overhead for your tickets of this Thanksgiving Black Friday game coming up next week. Uh, which, by the way, we're going to be covering the same exact way. We'll be here in T. Frank's film room talking about Penn State and Michigan State to end the 2023 season. But if you want to go to the game, 
You can check that out. Maybe you've got holiday plans. Maybe the bowl game. Hey, that's something we can talk about. Who's Penn State going to play in the bowl game? I hope you know because I was paying attention to the team, unfortunately, at this point. I, I, should, I should be nicer. Um, but yeah, use the Game Time app and uh, download it and you use promo code BWI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, gametime.co. Uh, so let's go into the chat and you're going to get T. Frank reading live on air. So bear with me here. Um, Michigan and Maryland is 29-24 Michigan. Yeah, because as I think it was Kirk Herbstreit said, Michigan can throw a forward pass. Michigan I, this is going to sound, there's no way to go around this, right? I cover Penn State football. I sit here, I, 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 if you don't like what I have to say, I'm a homer. But my point is Michigan was beatable last week. If, if you could throw the football, you could mount an attack on Michigan. They're a good team. They are going to the something or other if it's not taken away from them by the NCAA. Like, they have the opportunity to go and play and beat Ohio State. But none of these teams are flawless this year. None of these teams are as good as their records indicate. Maryland being able to throw the football shows you what Penn State could have done. If Penn State could have mounted any sort of attack against either of these teams, they have the defense to win those games. So, yeah, Maryland has an offense, and their defense, when they aren't, totally spinned around if that made any sense um they can play they put maryland played with uh with ohio state deep into the third quarter and then they started turning the ball over so in a game like this yeah uh, i i'm not surprised i expect michigan to win i expect there to be an undefeated battle next week but also michigan's offense isn't as dynamic as it was last year where they're able to pour on points against you know um good defenses so ryan anderson here in the chat by the way if you want to donate to the channel always appreciate it it helps me to pick out your question as something i see it's colored it comes up in uh, you know these these yellows and greens and teals uh he ryan says i imagine that Bo is capable of throwing the football so was it just the game plan of grinding the game out to get a win and being confident in our defense or should we be worried ryan i don't know i want to say yes but if you trust your backup quarterback, you trust your backup quarterback. It's not about uh, the game plan and not letting him throw until you're up two scores. That says, I don't trust the quarterback to throw the football. And speaking of the Michigan game, they just Michigan them, right? We, we covered that earlier. And, and it's just, it, it is a, it's a fundamental disrespect to the other team. Even though I think Gavin Wimsatt, six, uh, 10 of 16, isn't a bad quarterback. He's not a great one. They don't have a great dynamic offense that is going to get open and stress your your team. And, and Penn State gave them a lot of one-on-ones and cover threes and cover twos for him to attack. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't think that given the situation, Rutgers could mount an offensive. And they didn't. The difference between this game, Penn State, and Rutgers is Penn State scored some garbage time touchdown you know, on, on that final possession. And Rutgers decided to run the football and just concede the loss. So I want to address this part. I think this is an important conversation to have about the quarterback situation. And obviously, Bo Perbula comes in. Penn State runs for six yards a carry, 234 yards rushing. They get some explosive runs. Catron Allen, Nick Singleton, both look better when Bo Perbula is in the game. And yes, that is absolutely true. It's also true that all year we were talking about this team until maybe the Ohio State game, maybe the Michigan game, depending on when you got off the bus, that this team could, t could contend for a Big Ten title if, if, sorry, I always hate when people do that, you could get the passing game to be literally anything. They had the run game. They just needed something, anything from the Penn State passing attack, from the receivers and the tight ends and the whole cohesive unit, the quarterback, to get something out of the passing game. And this doesn't do anything for that. This does nothing for that conversation. That that train has sailed, right? That's over. That, we're, not, we're not talking about Big Ten championship game anymore. We're not talking about college football playoff, but we are talking about, you know, providing a balanced offense, a balanced meal for Penn State fans to see. And Penn State... The plan this week, there were, some, there were some wrinkles that I liked. Here's one that I'll give you that was early in the game that I thought was smart. The early down passing, getting Theo Johnson involved, and then they just stopped. 
And I just, I, that part I don't understand. But they got some good chunk plays, literally one I'm thinking of, to Tyler Warren. What they did is, a lot of times when Penn State sees these soft coverages, cover four can work like a man coverage that is a zone. That's the basics of it. You play off on the outside, you give the underneath, and you can trigger downhill, but you're also protecting the deep pass. So there's a there's a small window underneath, and if you tackle well, you can take away a lot of the field. But when you get the number two receiver, usually a tight end or a slot receiver, and that player goes deep, let's say 10 yards, this defense, the way a lot of these systems work, these cover four systems, that guy will follow that receiver. So what becomes a what is a zone becomes a man coverage. And you can create holes by pulling guys around. But in this game, what they did is they just ran Tyler Warren underneath that umbrella of coverage and behind the linebackers. That was the 20-yard reception, the 23-yard pass. Instead of running him deep, instead of running him into that coverage to have a one-on-one -on -one with a safety who's been sitting there waiting for him. So they did some things that I liked. Drew Aller threw that pass. And then the quarterback ran, and they ran the football. And... Uh, and, and here's a reality is that both of these teams went on 15, 16 play drives that were like, uh, half a quarter. So one of the reasons, like I, I'm usually on time with, I've got everything done and I've got all the things out and all the social media, all the behind the scenes stuff. These Penn State football games are going so fast because everyone's running the football. Everyone's bleeding the clock. No one likes their passing game this year. They just stopped throwing the football. They and, and so, like, to camp on this question from Ryan, I don't know that it's a good sign. I don't know that it's a bad sign. I think Penn State is literally trying to shorten the time between now and the end of the regular season. Uh, we annihilated Maryland. Can't handle uh, Michigan. Maryland makes Michigan sweat. I don't get it. So, Greg, it is about matchups, right? It's about uh, your ability. Now, I'm not watching the game, right? And I don't know the matchups here. I have no idea with the matchups between Michigan and Maryland in terms of what's been playing out on the football field. But Caden Prather's a good football player. Talia Tungavaloa, when he gets hot, he can shred a secondary. That secondary hasn't been tested all year, uh, including the Penn State game, by the way. Um, and, and they have done a lot of things that were pretty basic. They got a little exotic in the Penn State game where they were rolling their coverages more and they were playing a little bit more in their sub packages for coverages. Uh, that doesn't mean that they were good. That means that Penn State couldn't throw the football or mount a challenge, but Penn, uh, Maryland has a deep passing attack. Like they have, they also have, um, if you can do it right, that screen game against off coverage is something that can work. So, yeah, I don't get it either, Greg. I don't exactly know what's going on there, but the point, the 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 easy point I can make is Talia Tungavaloa can throw a football. We saw uh, as much as Penn State was giving him plays uh, and meaningless yards in that game against Penn State, uh, what was it, three weeks ago now? It was also, he was completing some great passes. He was completing, and if they're not completely behind um, mentally, that team can play with people. So that's a, that's a team that doesn't play with a 1-0 mentality, that doesn't show up each week to the same um uh that, that doesn't play to the same level each week another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus let's see steven light he says it's just completely discouraging to see perbula run and not pass at all always the same story win today against an inferior opponent pass no <laughs> right don't don't show don't do anything new um 
I I'm, I agree. I agree. This is the this <laughs> this is just T Frank's uh, trailing off and staring into the di the distance, thinking about how that game was just so futile, like futile, futile, futile. That I don't know what to say about a team that didn't want to throw the football against their opponent. Kind of like that game against, like, it's the same thing, just reverse it. You know, it's just, there's less to say on this side of the win uh, than there was last week of the loss, where it's obvious of, like, you didn't want to throw the football? Not even once you didn't want to throw the football? You you didn't want to put the, the ball in your quarterback's hands? Not even once? They did it a little more in this game. Um, and then... I guess, like, let's just look at this, because this is also a part of the situation, and uh, and we're going to go back to looking at the drive chart, because um, it was it was a, a Big Ten start to the day, which was the harbinger of things to come. So we start with uh, Rutgers. I'm sorry, we start with Penn State, three a three and out, where they got five yards over here, right? And then a 14-play, nine-minute drive. So now we are into the end of the first quarter, and Penn State's had three plays. Now, don't worry. They respond in the second quarter with a 15-play drive of eight minutes. That's the majority of the game, it feels like, at this point. Like, those those first two drives. And then, of course, you know, five-play five drive for a field goal on turnover. They turn the ball over. Then they go punt. Oh, this was a bad exchange here in the middle eight, right? So... The reason this game felt like nothing is because in the middle eight, Penn State's offense went uh, four and a fumble, a punt three and out with zero yards to start uh, in, in the two-minute situation. Zero yards. They've been good there. They've actually been good in that situation of getting points before halftime. Three and out, nothing. And then they turn over the ball on downs in the red zone after an eight-play drive. And then they finish the game, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, because, you know, the, the Penn State defense over here on the other side was just, they locked down their opponent. More yards than you would expect for a blowout, you know, honestly, 229 yards, I think, it was in this game. But uh, what was the average total uh, yards per drive? Four three-and-outs is really good. They gained roughly 20 yards on every drive, which is interesting because, again, usually in blowouts, it's much lower than that. But that's also a story of this game is nothing happened because they put together those methodical drives that soaked up the clock and got us out here while there's still daylight. You know, like I appreciate everyone who's here spending daylight with me. I genuinely love you guys. Thank you so much for that. By the way, we're going to get to this next week. I'll say it again, but just happy Thanksgiving. I super appreciate you guys being here all season long and supporting this show. I literally, I cannot do this without you. It would be awful to show up. And if there were 10 people, which is where we started on this channel. So to have a, have all the regulars that we have here. Thank you so much. Uh, but it's going to be a short show because it was a short bleeping game. Rutgers got 99 rush yards, I guess, with all the sacks. That's a part of it. Um, Penn State defense has been great. One of the things I wanted to get to with Abdul Carter and how many tackles did he have uh, in this game? Let's look this up quickly. Uh, he had five tackles in this game. And that's also with him being a kamikaze block destroyer for the team now. I've been watching this a couple weeks. Wanted to make sure it wasn't just a game plan specific thing against going back to the Maryland game, how they shut down the Maryland run defense. Is they just, I don't know if it's a run blitz specifically because he's just running into his gap, but he is abandoning any sort of coverage responsibility before the snap more times than not. So one of two things is happening. And I'm fairly certain it's not that he is just that good at processing, like a flip, uh, a switch flipped, um, and now he's great. I What they're doing is they're running him into the offensive line, trying to have him be athletic enough to beat his block and take away the front side of all the runs. And it's working really well. So sometimes if other guys don't get their gaps, there's not that same cleanup. So you don't, so some of those third down runs, right? The Penn State third down run defense. Um, that's how you get 10 yards on a, on a quarterback outside zone because you're blitzing your fastest most athletic linebacker to try and take away the front side of the play and then guys are out of gap and etc 
But they've been using him to do that and allow Kobe King and some of the other players, especially the defensive ends, to clean up and get uh, tackles. So Kobe King, 10 tackles to, to lead the team in this game. Kind of an old-school Mike linebacker way to do that. That's because uh, Abdul Carter is doing things up front to open up alleys for King. And this is really interesting because early in the year, you flip that around, that's what they were doing. They were trying to uh, do stunts and twists up front. They were trying to sting linebackers into gaps so that everything would flow to Abdul and he would get those TFLs and explode downhill. And he was hesitating. He, he wasn't triggering into the gap when it was there. He wasn't reading it cleanly. So they have taken the responsibility off his plate and allowed him to play fast. And Kobe has cleaned up and done a very good job of reading those runs and getting into the backfield. So... There we go. Oh, I feel better. I did some I did some analysis for you. I gave you a why out of how Penn State has been able to shut down these run uh, games this year and getting back to what they did at the end of the 2022 season. Remember, like nobody could run on Penn State for the most part. They were able to shut down all of these rushing attacks. And that was um, that's a little bit of the why. Also, third down running uh, specifically early in the game, Penn State didn't go to the Prowler package on third and long. I was wondering this. I was wondering if, if Penn State would adjust and Manny Diaz would do something different, given that the likelihood of Rutgers trying to throw the football based on what everybody has done to Penn State so far this year was probably low. Like, I, I talked about this earlier in the week. Um, you can get the specific numbers in the five things on Friday, bluewhiteillustrated.com, um, that Penn State has seen the most third down runs of any Big Ten team this year. Third and long, I should say, specifically. Third and six plus. Because teams know to run on Penn State's front. They've got corners in edge contain. They've got three defensive ends. It's just chaos. Like from the standard ideas of what football are, even if you have just one defensive tackle. Very few people take all of the defensive tackles off the football field. And it worked in this game specifically. But early in the game, they had... They just went with their base defense on third and 10, which again says something about Rutgers and says something about this game that we got two teams that refuse to throw the football and play with actual balance and interest. And maybe I am not a, uh, I'm not a, I, it's funny. I had a, I have a minor in history from Penn state, but apparently I don't respect history because I don't like, I, I don't like watching old school football games. It's just like, oh, so you shifted the back to the front side and now you're running man when it's set up that looked like you're running inside zone. Great. They still stopped that because it's a run. We all knew a run was coming. Oh, Penn State's going to run with the quarterback this time. He's going to keep it this time. Okay, got it. They read the run defender and that's it. Um, so, yeah. I just devolved into complaining about this game. And, and for Penn State fans, and, and this is going to be, you know... <laughs> They won the game 27 to six. So I, you know, from that perspective, I think it's probably too far. You know, I was trying to gauge like, it was what, it, what I am saying right now, is it fair? Is it fair to the team that won? Is it fair to the players that played? Is this objectively fair analysis? And is my opinion of what I like getting in the way? Yes, a little bit here. I am being a little bit pretentious about throwing the football. But that's the whole point about this uh, this whole season. Could Penn State get the passing attack with a five-star quarterback up to the ability of a um, of a championship run? And in the second last game of the season, uh, the leading receiver was Amari Evans with 25 yards on one catch. So, no, I want to say. Oh, by the way, if you want to get more analysis, T. Frank's Film Room, I'm going to do something with this game. Uh, I am tired of having to break down all the run plays and be like, well, you see, uh, Salim Wormley's hand placement was wrong here. And like, getting like, because again, the analysis, Penn State ran the ball to death, but I'm doing a terrible job selling myself. Just if you want to join us, you want to have these conversations, you want to talk to us here uh, more frequently and more often and at all times of the day, because I'm not live on YouTube at all times, join Blue White Illustrated. Get two months for $1. They implemented this because I've been asking for this. I've been begging for them to give you the opportunity. PSU1 is the promo code. Two months for $1. You cannot get that from the regular deal. The regular try it out and see how you like it is $1 for a month over at the site. 
because of the YouTube channel, they love you guys. And because we're doing such a great job here, they're giving you the opportunity as the YouTube fans to come on over, see what it's like inside the lion's den with a lot of other like-minded, very unhappy people with James Franklin, J1 Sider, Ty Howell, uh, Drew Aller, Drew Aller's mom, uh, the, the ball boy, uh, and then the administration and uh, the color is blue and white even though that's the things I love the most. So there's a lot of discontent about the Penn State offense and everything that has been uh, going on so far this season. Uh, <laughs> Malik McLean. By the way, Malik McLean comes up. KJ Johnson says, I forgot Malik McLean was on the roster. Malik McLean de delivering a good wide receiver block that got Katron Allen that 21-yard run uh, when Bo Prabula came into the game, getting them down into the red zone. So there you go. That another thing that that Penn State fans have wanted. Oh, oh, oh! I just got excited because I remembered something. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One of the things that comes up here in the chat, and one of the things that, that people tell me all the time over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, here, you know, as the X's and O's guy, the self-appointed film analyst, why don't they go under center and run a play action? It's more effective under center to run play action. They ran it under center. There it was. It did nothing. That's why. You know, it's it's there. They did it. The point is, like, the fundamental things that are broken in the offense, going under center to run play action isn't going to do anything because Penn State doesn't run the ball from under center. It doesn't do anything. This is something I, I wanted to ask James Franklin. I didn't get a chance to ask him this week uh, because, again, like this game, his press conferences have gotten a little bit shorter. Um, does the type of play action matter? to affect the defense, or is it that you are running any kind of play fake? So on a play action bootleg, an old school zone action, roll out your tight end, just the perfectly Iowa. Everything they did on that play was perfectly Iowa. I, I blinked for a second and they were wearing black and gold. Um, and it didn't do anything because it's a tell going under center. They haven't gone under center to run the ball since Sean Clifford last year. Uh, so that is, that is part of this game, I guess, is another tweak. Another one of the things they did to try and mix things up. Um, uh, Rob says, not all of us are unhappy T Frank. Don't confuse. Yeah. Rob, Rob is a, a, a regular, uh, optimistic person. And Rob, I, I should say the, the percentage of people that watch the games, the percentage of people that get upset, you know, you're not supposed to listen to the extremes. Um, but it's hard not to sometimes it's hard not to Trent says first scrimmage, uh, for the 24th season is complete. That's rough. That's rough. The next one is tomorrow uh, is next Friday, by the way. Um, so what you got guys in the chat here? I'm, I'm leaning on you. Um, Brett says, hey, TF, how much do you think the 2021 Iowa game plays a factor in how we play call for the quarterbacks? Um, I'm not sure what you mean, Brett, in terms of how uh, how Drew, uh, Sean Clifford got injured. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a great question because there's been a renewed emphasis on running the football. Now, Nick Singleton and Catron Allen arriving in 2022, that had something to do with it. But this year, this offense, um, trying to run the ball, be a run first team, 39 runs for three, uh, 234 yards. Um, that's tough to say. Uh, I, I, I think that there's some validity to that. I think the way that they called the game today is the exact opposite of that though, Brett. So if I'm going to say specifically what happened with Mike Yursich is they tried to get away from uh, the pure drop back game, having the quarterback stand in the pocket and deliver 35 times. It felt like they were trying to do more with the ground game, be more balanced. If I, if I, uh, whew, I am so excited for the off season. So I don't have to say the word balance again for a while. Um, so yeah, they got away from being more pass heavy. Uh, but running your quarterback the way they've run him over the last couple of weeks is not trying to protect the quarterback. That is trying to manufacture yards. And I do have to say, there's two parts of this that, you know, I get to sit here 
and critique. And I get to sit here and say, I didn't like that game plan. I'm not the one trying to make something out of, uh, Nate always talks about the Top Chef, you know, you get the, the vending machine Top Chef box. I've only watched Top Chef a couple of times. But I get what he's saying of like trying to make a recipe appealing with inferior ingredients. You have to be ultra creative to work around your wide receivers. That's hard to do. I'm making a lot of faces today because a lot of these things are distasteful to come out of my mouth. But yeah, they I I talked about this. Get the receiver to the tight end, get the ball to the tight ends to the running backs more. Um, and they did that in this game. They avoided the receivers. I didn't think they were going to blank the receivers, but that is that's what happened uh, in, in this game. Um, and the the quarterback getting injured is part of that. But does the game play out dramatically different if you uh, keep Drew Aller in the game? You probably don't go a hundred percent run or ninety nine percent run what it is, but it's it's kind of the same. They were not on pace to throw the ball effectively or efficiently for a lot of yards. Seventy nine yards heading into the middle of the third quarter is not on pace to throw for a good percentage. So I, I I don't know how you work around some of the fundamental flaws in this team. And that's one of the things I think even from a personnel standpoint, I've been thinking about, and it's easier to say this now that we're 11 twelfths of the way through the college football season. But looking at this roster, you thought, at least I thought Penn state has vertical threats in the slot. Keandre Lambert-Smith, Theo Johnson, different types, same type of player in terms of vertical presence in the middle of the football field, attacking safeties, linebackers, and soft spots and zones. Maybe you get a one-on-one -on -one with Keandre on a safety. That basically didn't matter this year. That, that didn't matter. They didn't have the ability to hit those plays because they didn't have a guy to move the chains. They didn't have either the quarterback didn't have the confidence to throw over the middle for most of the season, or they didn't have a guy they felt like they could trust to throw over the middle. Parker Washington was amazing at finding soft spots and zones, having unbelievably reliable hands for most of the time, and then being able to catch the football and fall for a couple extra yards for a first down to convert. Those little things that, you know, I'll admit, he wasn't the number one receiver that you you expected for an offense that could carry them in any situation. But with him not there, you see all the things he brought to the table that helped the offense keep the chains moving and more opportunities. Um, on the Wednesday show, somebody uh, one of the questions was, you half the fans want more rushing attempts and half the fans want more passing attempts. You, you both can't be right. So who's right? And, and I thought about that. I didn't give a good answer. I have an answer for you. The answer is yes, both. By having more plays. You have more plays. You have more opportunities for Katron Allen and Nick Singleton to not get frustrated that they didn't get the touchdown. Did you see the body language from Nick Singleton on his last touchdown attempt at home this year? And Bo Prabula fumbles the snap. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get the touchdown. And then the quarterback gets a touchdown because he fumbled the football. Looked pretty upset because he didn't get in the game until the second quarter. That's that's another thing about this that, uh, you know, it's kind of a, they go by drive and by series, and right? So Catron Allen's first drive of the game is three plays. And then they go 15, what was it, 15, 16, 90, I don't know. I think I aged uh, in, in fast forward during that particular part of the game so we get to 11 minutes in the second quarter and then nick singleton nick singleton gets on the field yikes you know and then at the end of the game 11 carries 61 yards having a good game wants to get a touchdown wants to be a part of the party doesn't get a touchdown so i i think you can you i'm not i'm not trying to say there's problems i'm trying to say what i saw was obvious disappointment from nick singleton at the blowout portion of the win. So nobody is satisfied with this offense. And and so to sit here for this amount of time and to uh to um point out all its flaws in a 27 to 6 win I think is also fair if the people within the confines of it um want to or at least seem to have that opinion based on what you can see from context, you know, 
15, 20 miles away, how far away I am from the stadium. James Franklin's press conference is coming up here on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel. It might already be up. You can check that out. Drew Aller's press conference will also be up here on uh, the channel. Um, so you can check all that stuff out. We'll have our instant analysis. I hope the guys remember their microphone this week. I, I, I can't. Uh, I try very hard to have good audio and video, but there, there's just certain things I, I'm not in control of. Um, I hope they have their, their microphone this week. We've had some technical difficulties with that stuff. I haven't been able to, um, I haven't been able to help them with all those things. So that's, um, that, that's always, they'll have great analysis after the game and I want you to check it out. So that's all the stuff coming up here on the, uh, on the post game. We'll have, uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Great analysis from the guys of their perspective on what happened. If you've got any more questions here in the chat, let me know. Roman says T Frank Perbula threw one pass. The, uh, was this intentional or was he just chucking and running when he had the option to pass? I'm going to plead ignorance here. Um, because that's a great question. There might have been some RPOs in there where he decided to run the ball and there was an opportunity to throw the football that he didn't take. And thank you for asking that. I didn't quite see because, again, the fourth quarter fast forwarded. And, you know, when I'm doing a bunch of this stuff here, trying to under, uh, put all my notes in to see what we're going to talk about on the, the postgame show, I didn't look specifically at the options on the play. Because, again, kind of like uh, the last game, at a certain point, I knew the play that was coming. They're going to run base offense, and it's going to be an inside zone. Maybe it's man, maybe it's counter, but they're going to be running the football. So I didn't look too closely, and that is on me. I'll be better when they do this again against Michigan State. I'll have that answer for you uh, to see what uh, Drew Aller, if he plays, and Bo Brabeel, if he plays, what they're not doing on certain plays. So, um, yeah, whether or not he had an option to pass, he did on the one where he threw to Tyler Warren. He had another play that was a, a, a rollout or a boot where he decided to run. So he also was a part of the conversation of why didn't Bo Perbula throw the football? Uh, Bo Perbula decides whether or not Bo Perbula throws on some of these plays. Um, let's see what else you got here in the chat. Rob says you need somebody you know can recruit to the level of Ohio State until that person agrees to come here. No way do I make a change. Talking, I assume, about head coach James Franklin and his responsibility for everything that's happened. Um, I think it's also a little bit... Mike Yersich wasn't the only problem. We've discussed that. You know, the offense functioned. There is a plan that they had going into the season all of those things are not entirely on uh, Mike Yersich, but but you know ultimately the plan is for him. Um, there weren't a lot of great plans that once he left, I guess is the way I'll say that. I, I don't know that, and this is in response to the broadcast saying, you know, James Franklin calling plays too because he's holding a play sheet, looking at it. I don't think that's that's like that's contextless you don't know whether he's just saying hey you know remember this play etc what he always says that he does during the game i don't think he's getting in the play calling without the uh without the coordinator there uh who else has something that isn't james franklin related here in the chat <sighs> nick singleton is bad we're not gonna uh, that's not true um Predicting who's going to transfer. I don't know that that's something that's going to uh, talk about on the show. Uh, why are we talking about Jim Leonard? You guys are all over the place today. I'm all over the place today. I don't blame you. Like, what do you talk about here? What's what's the what's the next thing? And and um, I I'm interested to see what happens with the next step. And this is where I'm going to leave you because I don't want to stammer up here and not say stuff for you. Uh, the analysis of this game was over in five minutes, ten minutes. Hopefully we talked through some of the other things in it. What happens next is going to be interesting. We're not going to say, I expect X, Y, and Z to transfer. Because those are personal decisions that have a lot of stuff that go into it that none of us are even aware of. Um, so to speculate about that stuff, that's fine for you guys. I just It's wildly irresponsible for me to do that here sitting as somebody who you're coming to to talk with about this stuff. Uh, but things are going to change. And I do think that the way this season is ending, how frustrating it is on offense, how the defense had to win this game on their own today, essentially, 
is going to lead to a lot of guys being discontent at the end of the year, even if they're saying the right things. Even if they're saying, yeah, I'm happy that the team won. I don't care about my personal stats. I don't care about whatever, winning process, blah, 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 whatever it is for that individual person um, where the allure of the transfer portal and what's out there now and how this process is going to go, did the feel goods of liking Penn State, liking your teammates, liking the situation, liking the coaching staff, is that going to hold the more you're not being satisfied with the results on the field as the individuals on the field? So the Penn State defense doing great winning these games, but it's got to take a certain mental toll on you to feel like you've got to be perfect all the time, like Drew Aller felt at certain points this year. So all of those things, I don't think this is going to be a rosy end to the year. It already hasn't been. So what else happens next? And that's one of the reasons you should definitely sign up for bluewhiteillustrated.com because of the what happens next. I've learned this from being on the outside. I'm always reacting to the news. Now that I uh, work with Sean Fitz and Ryan Snyder and Nate Bauer and Greg Pickle, I'm anticipating this stuff. And because it's all on the message board and in premium content at bluewhiteillustrated.com. You are going to get your dollars worth if you sign up with our promo code PSU1 um, uh, over the next couple of weeks, month, month and a half. Coordinator search, transfer portal, Penn State coming and going, by the way. Penn State is going to be aggressive in the transfer portal trying to get guys before that first signing window is over. And we're going to see this year, Pat Kraft, another year on the job, does the NIL war chest appeal to players enough to bring some of that talent to Happy Valley at key positions. It's going to be tough. Penn State's going to have to find a way to get all of that done, but you're going to find out about it on the Blue White Illustrated message board. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. You are the best. Thank you so much for sitting here uh, through that conversation. Felt like a doctor's visit. 27 to 6 over Rutgers at Beaver Stadium for Senior Day. Um, and a lot of T. Frank trailing off at the end of a sentence because all he can think of is why did they run the ball so much? And they won. You know, like I'll, I'll give that the last word. As much as I may complain about how it looked or the style points or any of those things, less things to talk about. They won. They won the game. So we'll be back next week to talk about Penn State trying to do that again after Thanksgiving. Uh, some programming notes. I keep doing the end of the show. This is like the Lord of the Rings sort of ending of the show where I keep going on. But there is, we are not having a Thursday show. Everything else is going to stay the same. We're not having a Thursday show because that's Thanksgiving and I actually want to be with my family. So as much as I love you guys, I, I did choose to be with them uh, who are coming to visit. So... We'll talk to you on Tuesday, James Franklin's press conference on Monday, and post-game content coming up right now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.